Support for MindShift comes from Landmark College, offering a fully online graduate-level certificate in learning differences and neurodiversity programs. Visit landmark.edu slash certificate to learn more. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, MindShift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. You're listening to MindShift, the podcast where we explore the future of learning and how we raise our kids. I really thought about it. I'm like, wow, I'm really, really going through something tough. When it was time to read, you know, I break out with the sweat because they're going to call on me. They're going to call on me. Creativity is where we imagine a world better than the one that we live in. I'm Katrina Schwartz. And I'm Ki Sung. Not many of your Pokemon will have a good move against this powerful Gengar, so just keep attacking. This is Drew Troutman, a 7th grader reading Pokemon fanfiction. If you can beat him, he will agree to only haunt the museum at night. So stop by the museum then and befriend a ghastly. You never know when one might come in handy. Route 1. Pokemon. We'll get back to Troutman later, but why are we even hearing Pokemon fanfiction? Because fanfic is a great way to teach writing. For many students, writing can seem like a chore. Assignments can feel dry, and there's so much you have to get right, like transitions and grammar and punctuation. But there's one type of writing young people tend to get really excited about. I had one student, Arturo, and he had written several novels worth of fan fiction. And they want you to read it as your te- their teacher because they want your feedback. In her almost two decades as a language arts teacher and librarian, Julia Torres has seen students take like fire to fanfic, spending hours writing these stories, getting and giving feedback in their free time. One teacher we spoke to found the feedback loop can be especially helpful for English language learners who loved fanficking manga and anime. There's a fanfic right now that's really popular that, to my understanding, is like Stranger Things and It. The characters from Stranger Things and the characters from Stephen King's It meet each other, and there's this whole fanfic universe. Torres says fanfiction can also be an opportunity to reimagine your world better than it is, free from grades, rules, and schedules. And the fan fiction that I have read or seen, most of it deals with the imaginative world. And something very hopeful is that the imagined worlds that I have read are free of a lot of the oppressive structures that we have in the real world. So that's a place where our students escape from all of that. And they might do that through their favorite fantasy characters. Students can give center stage to characters overlooked by the author, like Bulbasaur in Pokemon. 
Writers have also taken up space in stories they love by adding characters they could identify with. For example, having the Sailor Moon story infused with Indian mythology. Moon Prism Power, make up! I've noticed a gradual disappearance of creative writing in school systems, in place and favor of analytical and research writing, which is important too. But I think creativity is where we imagine a world better than the one that we live in. It's easy to listen to a story or watch or read something. It's easy to be a consumer. But writing something within an existing fictional world requires more knowledge, more creativity. In regular fiction, you create characters from scratch. Fan fiction, you need to build upon someone else's work, so you have to understand the world that the original author created, or else the storyline won't be as believable. Fan fiction writing falls into several categories. There are crossovers, like the example we heard earlier with Stranger Things and It. There's fanfic where you introduce new challenges to the characters. Write alternate endings to existing stories. Create an alternative universe for the characters. Or write from the perspective of someone who's not the main character. There's even a ton of fanfiction based on real people, like members of the K-pop band, BTS. There's a lot of room to play. Fan fiction is just part of the bigger world of storytelling, where you remix what came before you. You can see it in art, music, and games. Fan fiction makes students engage with their imagined worlds in new ways, and it can be super motivating when they love the characters. Who knows the word count that I contributed over the years? Tanner Higgin oversees reviews of learning media at Common Sense. He's also an expert on games and learning, and he was really into fan fiction as a kid. I started out as a sort of Han Solo roguish type. In junior high, Tanner's community of fan fiction was organized like a big role-playing game. Members wrote dialogue and stories for their Star Wars characters and would introduce new challenges, like an uprising. And young writers would have to figure out how to deal with the mutineers. Little did he know, he was learning to write and how to be a leader. I think my personality type, my kind of organized, systematic way of approaching the contributions to the fanfiction community gained the attention of the powers that be over on the Imperial side. Tanner was recruited to the dark side of the Force. In some ways, it was his destiny. No! You needed a lot of management to keep those things in check. He didn't quite appreciate the writing and leadership skills he was learning at the time. It clicked years later when he became a classroom teacher and was struggling to get his students motivated at school. You know, the center of any great learning experience is that it emerges out of a student's authentic interests and motivation. That's where it has to start from. Um, and then you have to work with that student um, to connect it to your learning goals or learning objectives or outcomes. But once you have that problem of motivation solved, everything else, I think, can fall into place. One thing to note, Tanner's fan fiction writing didn't happen in school. And even today, you don't see a lot of teachers incorporate this kind of deep fan fiction writing into lessons because of things like time constraints and testing requirements. 
We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, you'll learn about how one teacher introduces this kind of writing to the classroom and how he integrates the hero's journey into fanfic lessons. Stay with us. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Dungeon Challenges Part 1. Andrew Tucker is tutoring 12-year-old Drew Troutman on Pokemon fanfiction. I actually have a really good idea for the ghost-type challenge. Tucker is helping Troutman identify challenges for characters and how to build out this world. Uh, this is. Are, are you just developing the the um, the actual like trainers themselves, right? The 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 dungeon masters. Actually, the Pokemon are the dungeon masters. Right. Troutman's mom hired Tucker because, as she puts it, if your kid's into athletics, you might hire a coach for extra training. Her kid is into writing, so she hired a writing tutor. So, what do you think this week? You think you could come up with eight? Dungeons? I think I could come up with four at minimum. Yeah, let's do four. Andrew Tucker tutors Troutman on the side, but Tucker is first and foremost an English teacher at Manchester Valley High School in Maryland. Even with his ninth and 10th grade students, he finds a place to teach fan fiction, and he starts these classes with something called the hero's journey. It's a popular way writers give their stories structure, a beginning, middle, and end. Having this framework can help students when they write their own stories, including fan fiction. You can see the hero's journey everywhere, in movies, literature, and games. It was popularized by Joseph Campbell in the 1950s, but the structure dates back to ancient mythology. The journey usually starts with a character in a somewhat boring situation, say, minding her own business at home or school. Then, something happens. Daily life is interrupted, and there's suddenly a call to adventure. A call to adventure that our main character might be skeptical of, or our character might need some convincing to go, but generally, they're always convinced. A mentor takes the protagonist under their wing. And with that, the protagonist crosses their first threshold. Moana, sailing out beyond the reef. Glinda, sending Dorothy down the yellow brick road with a new pair of shoes. Gandalf, telling Frodo Baggins to leave home and destroy the ring. Then there are the quests and challenges that take up most of the story. The fights, the friendships, the tests of character and strength, monsters to slay, witches to water, further travel down the yellow brick road. 
until they reach their goal and win glory. Then it's time to go home, cross the threshold again, back to Kansas, back to the Shire, back to Montanui. In movies and books, the journey sometimes starts again, maybe as a sequel. Tucker loves to use Star Wars to teach the hero's journey. We just watched Luke getting this message from R2-D2 about, uh, about the princess. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Just talking about the call to adventure. And now they've got a, a basic understanding of how that stage of the hero's journey functions. Then we'll go into Beowulf. That story was written more than a thousand years ago, but has elements of the hero's journey. Tucker will then assign students to write a passage from the point of view of a different Beowulf character, the mother of the monster, Grendel. And I even had a student say one time, are we essentially writing Grendel fan fiction? And I said, yes, you are. Um, But you're showing me that you understand, A, how to write a narrative, and B, that you can write from a different point of view. Fan fiction has its place. I just package it as a, a little more academic than the term fan fiction. Now, Tucker sees the hero's journey everywhere. He even sees it in the life stories of his students. For example, I had a student who was coming late to class a lot and uh, wasn't turning things in. His school's discipline policy meant assigning the student to a detention room during the lunch period. Instead, I stayed in my classroom and she ate lunch with me and we just kind of talked about how she was doing in class and that branched into what was going on in in her personal life and how that was, um, you know, kind of creating a barrier for her in class. And, you know, I would say like, you know, that that sounds you know, that sounds like a trial that you're really struggling with. You're, you're, you're in the belly of the whale right now. You're, you're, you're really struggling in that ordeal. You know, sometimes they, they roll their eyes because they're like, oh, there's Mr. Tucker talking about the hero's journey again. But I think they know that, um, that it's real to me. Appreciating the hero's journey can help a teen process her life. But it turns out writing fan fiction can also help teens make sense of what they're experiencing. Bullying. Uh, self-harm, moving, substance abuse, sexuality. That's Rebecca Black, professor at UC Irvine. Parents and teachers have shied away from fan fiction because of its sexual reputation, alongside these other issues. The thing is, a lot of these topics are pretty common in young adult fiction. These issues are happening in their lives, whether you talk about it or not. So giving them a forum to be able to discuss it I think is really important. And they use their stories to talk about all sorts of important issues that they're they're dealing with. Writing fan fiction can also be a step towards a professional writing career. Some successful authors started off in fan fiction back when they were adolescents reimagining the world. A work of fan fiction was the best-selling book of the decade, Fifty Shades of Grey. For folks out there interested in trying fan fiction, where should they start? Rebecca Black recommends checking out sites like fanfiction.net that has a rating system for what's appropriate, like what you see at the movies. I've been part of sites where people were very strong in their critique of writing and feedback, but never um, just sort of wanton uh, 
abuse that, that I think a lot of parents worry about. Then there's exercises that get young people writing and could potentially be fan fiction. Julia Torres recommends some of the tools at NaNoWriMo. That's short for National Novel Writing Month. The program helps students get into the writer's habit with the help of word count trackers, guides, author talks, and encouragement. A lot of writers that I know of discipline themselves by having a certain time that they write every single day and then also having a word count that they try to get to every single day. For parents, Julia Torres has one other piece of advice. Please give your students the freedom to read it without having to prove to you that it fits some sort of adult guidelines because being able to indulge in a reading life that is free of restrictions is something that we don't really often allow kids to do and there's a reason for their curiosity. Fanfic is something kids can do at home too, whether it's because it's summer or distance learning. One website that's popular with adolescents is Archive of Our Own, and that's where you can find loads of BTS fanfic. Mindshift is produced by me, Ki Sung, and me, Katrina Schwartz. Our editor is Jessica Placek. Seth Samuel is our sound designer. Erica Aguilar is our head of podcasts. Ethan Lindsay is executive editor for News. And Holly Kernan is KQED's chief content officer. Special thanks to Julia Torres, Julie Stivers, Tanner Higgin, Rebecca Black, Andrew Tucker, and Drew Troutman. If you love MindShift, sign up for our email newsletter. We're hosting a series of Zoom chats with folks you hear on our podcast. You can sign up at mindshift.kqed.org. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.